0: Hello folks, Pastor King here. What a privilege to be with you. Thank you for meeting here and allowing me into your space once again. I don't know about you, but sometimes I wonder why God chose me. I believe you do wonder the same too, don't you? Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse 7, he says, We have this treasure in earthing vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Today, I want to address the subject imperfect but chosen. Imperfect but chosen. I am chosen, meaning I am the man for the job. Nobody can do what I do like I do it that is why you shouldn't be jealous of anyone you cannot be copied you cannot be mimicked you cannot be duplicated you have your own anointing and your own unction you do not have to compete with anyone because you are uniquely crafted by god and he chose you others may be more educated More qualified, more attractive, better built. But let me tell you, when you are chosen, you can have little and do more with it. I want to say to you again you are chosen. You are pre cut, predestined, predetermined to fit into a space in history that nobody else can fit. You see, the vessels may be imperfect. Yes, I get it. The vessel may be imperfect. I want you to hear me well. The vessels may be imperfect, but God's call is always perfect. Personally, I have always been strong in some areas and frail in others sure about one thing while worried to death about another and i know you probably have been too yet in the midst of this paradox he called us he chose us he anointed us and blessed us for his glory as the apostle paul said that the excellence of power may be of god and not of us. It will not be a big deal when I see an bring down a giant, but it sure is a mystery to me when a David brings down a Goliath. This proves that the excellence of the power is not of man, but of God. To use us is like painting a Picasso on an inexpensive canvas. In the midst of it all, God does his best work with inferior materials. God writes straight with crooked instruments. Don't worry if you faint sometimes. The best of men would faint if they did not receive grace from God. And that grace has helped us out, helped us on and will help us even to the end. Many of us are emancipated, but incapacitated. Friend, you have been saved, set free, delivered and redeemed. So you can go ahead and show the world what the grace of God can do. We are mere clay, earthen vessels, but inside us are heavenly treasures. Now lift up your head. Move forward and let the world know that God is doing his best work and he's using inferior materials like you and I. We are weak clay vessels, poultry that can be broken. Yet, that's his choice. So you see, if you are broken you are a prime candidate for the master's partnership. The day I read that he chooses the useless things of this world to confound the wise, I knew I qualified for the task. And by the way, the world does not need gifted men outwardly empowered. The world needs broken men and women inwardly transformed. The vessels God chooses and uses are always according to his sovereign will and plan. Jesus called 12 men to be with him so he can make them and send them out. He said, follow me and I will make you. Those called were not consulted beforehand nor did he seek anyone's advice or opinion regarding the qualifications of those he was to call. Ladies and gentlemen, God is still calling many of us to become vessels for his use. He knows all there is to know about you and he loves you regardless of yourself. Unfortunately, many of us have become prisoners of our past. You may feel rotten. You may feel broken into a thousand pieces. And you may even be at the point where you want to give up and throw in the towel. However, I want you to know that we are not our experiences. God is not calling you by your past, but into your future. And his expectations of your future are higher than any past failure you have ever been through. God's perception of us will always overshadow our brokenness and our past failures. Jeremiah was undecided and unwilling to accept the call of God upon his life. He hesitated as he looked at the wickedness around him and within himself and the work before him. He was certain that God had made a mistake. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to working for the Lord, there is a sense in which none of us is really qualified. Paul, the great apostle, as he pondered the responsibilities of ministry, said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, he said, and who is sufficient for these things? Don't get me wrong. It is good to know your weaknesses, but it is an affront to the sovereignty of Almighty, of Almighty God to think that your inabilities incapacitate God. Paul says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. It is grace from start to finish. He further stated that not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. 2 Corinthians 3 and 5. Our strength comes from the Lord. We lean on the everlasting rock and depend on him for strength to do whatever we have been called to do. So forget about your past and step into purpose today. God is calling you to run your race and finish your assignment. He knew you before he called you. He's not making a mistake by choosing you. You are the man or the woman for the job yes you and no one else you may not feel you are up to the task and don't have what it takes folks you know may know of your terrible past that in the human mind should disqualify you but let me ask you a question who has the right to disqualify the one god has qualified it is only god who qualifies the called Again Paul the apostle writing to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 through 31 and I quote for you see your calling brethren that not many wise according to the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. End of quote. You see, God did not choose philosophers or orators or statesmen or men of wealth and of power and interest, rather, He chose you and I when he chose the twelve disciples to follow him it was not because of who they were in themselves but because of what they could become through his power to the ordinary eye it looked like the supreme architect of the universe had made a mistake with the choice he made because if there was anything special about them it was visible only to his omniscient eyes well Is it not true that he alone knows what is in man? Your tomorrow begins today. He is not ashamed of you. He chooses the useless things of this world to confound the wise. Go for it. You are the vessel he chose. You are broken and busted, but you are his choice. He alone knows the reason why he chose you and not your neighbor. There are those who see our struggles and conclude that there are too many hypocrites in church. I believe you've heard it said many times that there are too many hypocrites in church. There are even some who say that is why they don't go to church. Thus, when they find a hypocrite free and perfect church, they will join. Well, a good friend of mine once said, when you find that perfect church, Please, stay away from it, since you will make it imperfect by joining. The Christ of the church is perfect. But needless to say, I agree, there is a great deal of hypocrisy in the church today. You will find a lot of people in church who parade themselves to be something they are not, while bashing others who are struggling with the very same thing they are struggling with. I heard the story of an actor who who had not had a gig in a very long time and was desperate to make some money. So he went down to the city zoo, hoping to get a job feeding the animals. The manager at the zoo had no openings. But seeing how big this man was, he offered him another possible position. Our gorilla died the other day. And that was one of our most popular exhibits if we got you a special gorilla suit would you put it on and imitate him for a few days we will pay you good money for it declared the manager the guy was so desperate he agreed and did quite well over the next few days he would dress up in his gorilla suit beat his chest and shake the bars of the cage And huge crowds soon gathered at the exhibit. And the money was good. One day, while performing his gorilla act, he was swinging on a tree and accidentally lost his grip. He landed right in the middle of the lion's den. The huge beast gave a ferocious roar. The man in the gorilla suit realized he couldn't cry for help without revealing that he was a fake gorilla. He slowly walked backwards away from the lion, hoping to climb back into his cage. The lion, with a very hungry look on his face, started to follow him. Finally, in desperation, the man in the gorilla suit cried out, Help! Immediately, the lion whispered, Shut up, stupid you will get us both fired. Unfortunately, like the Sodo Zoo in the story, you find hypocrites in the church today. But see, just because someone belongs to a church does not necessarily mean that he or she is a Christian. There are also genuine followers of Jesus who sometimes act hypocritical. And there are those who are true believers who have not lived the Christian life as they should. I do understand that these are facts in the church. We all have our struggles. The issue is the hypocrisy attached to it. I personally think all Christians should wear a sign around our necks that says, under construction. That is what we really are a work in progress. Remember, we are earthing vessels and He is not through with us yet. I encourage you, fellow pilgrim, do not get discouraged when you hear such things for when we appear in glory we will be like Him. However, at every opportunity given, let your light shine before men that they may give glory to your King. The Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, he said, Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. There is one thing I know Jesus did not say, which is, follow my people. Rather, he said, follow me. He will never be a hypocrite. He will never be inconsistent. He will be all he promised to be in our lives. Listen to me, friend. You are imperfect, but chosen. There are those who do not want to hear this. There are those who do not want you to hear this truth so as to keep you in bondage and oppressed. Some even do not want you to be strong because they are parasites of your weakness. They constantly want to remind you of your mistakes and how you are not good enough for the assignment. Don't entertain people who enable your weakness. You are a victor, not a victim. Yes, I know you are imperfect, but I remind you again, He chose you in spite of you. You are imperfect, but you are chosen. Before I sign off, I'd like to make a simple request of you. If this content has been a blessing to you, please subscribe and share it with your friends and family so that you and I together can be a blessing to them. And if you are ever in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota, come by and visit us in person at Christ Covenant Chapel located in Brooklyn Center at 5452 DuPont Avenue North. You may also connect with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Until next time, I will see you at the top. Shalom.